Hey, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay on side with the Chicago Red Stars. It's your girl, Sandra. Ready to talk about a whole bunch of updates for you in NWSL and how, of course, all of that impacts the Chicago Red Stars. And uh, there's a whole lot to get into, and I'm going to introduce my wonderful co-host, friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. Scam Originator. How you doing today, Claire? I'm doing okay. I'm, uh, I'm excited to talk through some stuff with my good friend, Sandra. You guys, we were prepping for this episode, and we both felt pretty strongly about the fact that we needed to intro this episode in a certain kind of way that actually pays honor. And right now we want to honor this episode and this person who passed away. Last night, if you hadn't heard the news, Chadwick Boseman has passed away, aka the Black Panther, at the age of 43 from uh, after battling uh, so strongly against uh, colon cancer. And I know for, for us and so many, um, we're moved by all of his work. And we really just wanted to honor him and really kind of open up the episode with probably one of the best quotes out of Black Panther uh, to sort of help us navigate really how we want to uh, go through this episode and all of this current news. So on that note, Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot, we must not. We will work to be an example of how we, as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now, more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another as if we were one single tribe. Thank you. Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther, rest in peace, King Claire. What a loss. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk a lot in this episode about um, this week. And, and I think that it's actually, it does it a disservice to call it an emotional week because there are many emotional weeks in a year. I think this was an impactful week. I think this was a significant week in American history and the, the, the power of the, the passing of Chadwick Boseman is only indicative of the power of his life. And, um, yeah, profoundly moved by his work and, and was profoundly moved by, by hearing about him passing away. And, uh, you know, <laughs> The thing I think about first, I mean, I don't, I, this is, we'll, we'll get it, we'll pivot to soccer eventually. But the thing I bet, think about with Chadwick Boseman a lot is actually his episode of Saturday Night Live. Um, and, and the thing that people don't know necessarily about him is that he was also a playwright. He wrote plays. Um, and, and the way he speaks as an actor is definitely a person who cut their teeth on the stage. And that serves a person well. Um, when they're on Saturday Night Live and he had a particular sketch that was called Black Jeopardy and he played T'Challa on it. And um, he was given some monologues in that sketch that uh, the ability to do comedy on stage is a very specific skill um, in addition to what he brought to drama. 
and he he spoke the words of a very silly SNL sketch like it was a Shakespeare monologue and and that's it's just true talent and um yeah paying tribute to him first and foremost what a loss yeah he's uh already so so deeply missed um it was quite the week it, in socially just out of hollywood um in the sports world specifically um we got to see some amazing forms of um action and leadership from multiple leagues of course from the WNBA who has always been in front and actually the originators and innovators of um, leading on very important social justice issues and things obviously um, were elevated when the NBA players started to engage in a what they were referring to as a boycott. So just to use their words, um, they were referring to it as a boycott of their playoff games in light of, once again, a, another tragic Black life lost uh, due to the hands of police violence. A um, lot of scenes coming out of the city of Kenosha. And obviously, for so many Black athletes um, who are talking about that they are black on and off of court uh, really struck them. And they wanted to try and um, enact some type of change and progress. So uh, we got to see some things over the last 72 hours, I think it's going on now. And it's felt like a decade all like within a week. And it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a lot. And I know for us here at Southside Trap, um, it's something that we watched and paid attention to, and it's something that we uh, show solidarity with and stand in support of uh, in terms of these athletes uh, utilizing their platforms and wanting to enact change. Um, to sort of bridge all this with NWSL, um, in our last episode, we spoke a bit about the potential for there to be more soccer happening in 2020. And like all Southside Trap episodes, when we spoke about that, some actual official news broke. And of course, we're going to go into that and speak on it. Um, but there will be fall soccer for NWSL in 2020. And we talked a bit about post-Challenge Cup and how that went off and some of the things that sort of came out of that and sort of bridging all of this together. What we heard a lot, what we read a lot of, and what we actually can say on this podcast reported on, because we did report on this stuff, um, is, you know, during the Challenge Cup, there were, ironically, some challenges <laughs> that took place. And, um, for many sports who made the return to play uh, in the United States in light of the pandemic, also we're doing so in a new wave of calls to actions against social injustices and support for black life. And NWSL being one of those first 
the very first, you know, team contact sport to come back and return to play, um, tried to recognize the moment, right? And they tried to do that in support of their Black players. And what we sort of saw and learned about and again reported on was that actually um, during the Challenge Cup, there were a lot of um, admirable moments, a lot of good intentions. And also adjacent to that, Black players letting us know that perhaps there were actually some shortcomings within those good intentions. Um, something specifically that I reported on for CBS uh, after speaking with a number of players was that throughout the Challenge Cup, the concept of a Black Players Coalition was something that was being discussed and been like becoming for, formatted and getting official and everybody was trying to discuss and, and do those things. And I think that's a testament to maybe some of the struggles that Black players were expressing that they were going through during the Challenge Cup specifically, uh, that there needed to be a larger specific support for them, right? So post-Challenge Cup, and in light of this past week, where so much has happened, or so much has been re-triggered once again, what is now being referred to online right now is the black players of the NWSL. They recently, very recently, tonight as a matter of fact, as of Saturday, August 29th, released a statement, a dual statement. Obviously, part of that is from what they've been working on. And some of their statement is also in recognition of some news that was reported on by The Athletic in regards to ownership out in Utah. So what we are going to do as two people in a podcast who want to stand in support with and for these Black players is read this statement to you all and make sure that if you haven't heard it, that you hear it now. And also understand that we are two non-Black people who do not and will not try to center ourselves and put ourselves in front of these players and their statement. So the first half of this statement reads as follows. The Black players of the NWSL have been united in the ongoing fight against police brutality and systematic racism. These injustices call to mobilize and establish how we will create necessary long-term change for the future. Through grief and outrage, we've come to understand no amount of brutality will be enough to convince every American to change the way they digest black trauma. We know some will never accept the direct tie between systematic racism and the exploitation of black bodies. And still, we will never stop fighting for progress and justice. 
With conviction, we demand justice for Jacob Blake, justice for George Floyd, and justice for Breonna Taylor. Welcome to our voice. We won't be silenced. Black players of the NWSL. The statement continues. We are no longer surprised by ignorant comments made in response to courageous demonstrations by athletes committed to fighting for social justice. However, we find it especially concerning when those in leadership roles lack the ability to empathize, understand, or respect our fight against racism and the brutal killings of Black people in America. Del Loy Hansen's comments are disgraceful, and we stand with the Utah Royals, Real Salt Lake, and Real Monarch players as they move to suspend and investigate Del Loy. We are proud to amplify courageous players like Ziara King, whose comments we fully support and who continues to be a critical voice in the fight for social justice. Um, yeah, this was the first official statement from what we now know to be uh, known as the Black Players of the NWSL. Um, and it is, I, I, you know, like Sandra said, I, I feel very strongly that it is not actually our job to interpret these words because uh, we can't uh, as non-Black people, but we are here to bear witness to them and to support them and to amplify them as best we can and to perhaps then interpret what happens next. Because it's important to have advocates outside of the system to discuss how those in power respond to statements like these. Uh, we've seen some recognition from teams. Um, you know, there have been a number of clubs, even already tonight, Saturday night, who have been very quick to formally recognize the statement by the black players of the NWSL, which I think is very important as they are a new coalition. Um, it's less about words at this point, And it's more just about being formally recognized. Um, you know, I think that that goes into the fact that like the NWSL players association is formally recognized. Like some of this is, has to do with just a discussion between labor and between management. Um, and I think that, all of those things are very important. I, the one thing I want to note um, is real quick, and I just realized this, uh, Commissioner Lisa Baird uh, recognized the first statement that the Black NWSL, the Black players of the NWSL said that, that Sandra read tonight. Um, she did not recognize the second. And I think that that's important to note because uh, I think it's okay sometimes for people in power to recognize ideals uh but when you start naming names and uh holding accountability to those in power it gets a lot more complicated uh for those who are already in power so we're going to keep an eye on that um this was a historic night for the nwsl it's not good that they're having these historic nights in 2020 this support should have been here from the very beginning uh but yeah just here to to lend our unconditional support to the black players of the NWSL and to read and, and speak their words and continue to hold those in power to accountability. Cause that's, I think the most important thing we can do right now. Absolutely. Um, 
solidarity and support to them as always. And um, I will also extend that to you know some of our colleagues as well. Um, if people out there are looking for additional context, um, please continue to follow and support your local independent um, women's soccer writers and reporters and journalists. Um, the Athletic has the piece out right now that will probably give you the most context. Uh, it's really something that spearheaded some things. So shout out to Meg Linehan, who I know contributed a bit to that reporting. So check that out there. And I know that Claire has written some good stuff for us in Southside Trap. And if you're a subscriber, you've probably had access to that already. But if you haven't, you should go check it out again. And um, if you were too caught up and trying to have summer plans going and maybe weren't able to access some of the work coming out of CBS, but we're just focused on the games, that's cool. Um, but there was some cool stuff that I was able to work on for CBS. So that included long interviews and features with non-Black players like uh, Sabrina Flores and Black players like Midge Purse and Sarah Gordon, who were so kind to give me some of their time uh, during such a challenging time. So uh, that's out there on CBS as well. Yeah, one one other thing I think I wanted to say real quick before we before we start talking about, you know, some NWSL stuff is um I was lucky enough to get to catch um the WNBA uh executive uh, players association executive community roundtable on ESPN that happened a couple days ago. Um and one of the things and and when they were talking about their work stoppage, which I don't actually believe we have seen in the NWSL, though they are in market, there could have theoretically been some training stoppages. I'm not sure that any of those things occurred. Um, in their play stoppage this week, they said that some of the primary things that they really wanted to encourage people to take away from this was one, absolutely to register to vote. That is what the black athletes in this country would like you to do. And if you care about them, you should listen to them and you should register to vote. The other thing that they said in the WNBA Players Association Executive Committee Roundtable is that you should fill out your census. And filling out your census is what... Um, it's what informs the government to give you the proper amount of representatives in the House of Representatives. And if you care about your local community, you should fill out your census. It does not take too long to do. You can do it by mail. You can do it online. Represent your household. Because if, if you care about these players, it's all just about, it's all about listening. And it's all about listening to what they have to say. And if you have someone who is taking the time to commit a work stoppage, value what they have to say after that register to vote fill out your census if you haven't done done those two things do those before you think about next steps in taking care of of the black players in this league because that is what they're asking you to do so please do those two things as well guys it's just it's just simple it's just listen i mean if you don't follow us on twitter you might have missed my tweet and i think there's no other way but to simply say what i already tweeted and that's i don't know who needs to hear this but everybody should just 
shut the F up and listen to black players of NWSL always. And by extension, black players in the NWA as well. So shout out to everyone, strength and solidarity to the players for getting their statement out there and uh, organizing in the way that they have been working to organize. Um, it's, it's wonderful to see and quite frankly, should be celebrated and it should be celebrated with joy and support. This is, um, this is something very good that's happening within and for NWSL. And if you are not viewing it in that lens, I would encourage you to do some self-examination and soul-searching and question whether or not you're maybe centering yourself. Because something like this, a coalition coming forward, Black players joining together in support of and for one another and each other, is something to be celebrated with joy. And this is something that is going to only help NWSL moving forward. So I'm very, very happy for all the players and all the work that they've been doing. And I'm looking forward to supporting them the rest of the way. And there's going to be potentially some more soccer matches for us to take a look at in which we can do that because the NWSL, in light of this crazy week, uh, actually kind of kicked the week off with a bit of news themselves. They announced that there will be additional soccer matches played in 2020 for NWSL. They announced what they are referring to as the fall series in 2020. And here is what we know, guys, because the schedule is not one of them. Within this announcement, uh, the NWSL announced that there will be uh, things like a schedule, things like, uh, you know, rules and regulations in the format. Uh, that will be coming at a later announcement. But for now, in this very primary type of announcement, the league just wanted to inform that there will be additional soccer. Fall series is going to include 18 matches over the course of seven weeks. So we're talking about September 5th to October 17th. There's going to be a three pod format. That means there's three groups of three teams, guys. So there's a West division, a Northeast division, and a South division. I guess they're referring to them as pods. I refer to them as divisions. I guess we should use the, the verbiage, right? Pods. Um, you can't for, call it a division if they're going to call Chicago in the Northeast, I know. Man. <laughs> oh, and we're going to get in on that, man. Chicago Red Stars. It's messed up. So we got to get into how this impacts the Chicago Red Stars, baby. So out in the West, you've got OL Reign, Portland Thorns FC, Utah Royals FC, down in the South, they've got North Carolina Courage, Orlando Pride, Houston Dash, and representing the Northeast, question mark, is Chicago Red Stars, Sky Blue FC, and Washington Spirit. Claire, <laughs> the reaction to the Northeast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I the thought that I have was I was like, I guess it's the Northeast and that like Chicago will have to go Northeast to play some of their games yeah no it's um it's very funny that i mean and also very typical i guess if we're going full conspiracy theory that um that you would you would uh prioritize 
the East Coast on this one. Um, no, I mean, like, the NWSL is, like, stuck in this respect, and I understand it. You know, you have teams, you know, you're a little bit lucky, actually, with, with the Western, the three Western teams. That's very clear. But, you know, the actual closest team to Chicago might actually be North Carolina. So it's, like, it just depends. Um, yeah, I don't know how you can call a, di- a division with Chicago and Washington, D.C., the Northeast uh, division, I guess that puts a lot of pressure on Sky Blue um, to like yeah. be the be the banner banner carrier there. Um, yeah, no, the the designation of of directions is very funny, but um, I love the vibe. I love that they're playing Sky Blue in Washington. That's great. It's like three healthy projects that are all, you know, developing, and you've got really good young players and really good veterans, and I, I think this will this will be really fun. Like, there's no real bad blood between any of these teams, and we're certainly not trying to <laughs> instigate any. I just think it'll be like you you go you walk up and you shake hands and you play a really hard ninety minutes and then you shake hands and then that's it. You know, that's soccer. <laughs> bingo that's soccer baby yeah. no clear. I mean that was one of the things that I was really excited about I'm glad you made no because I mean we've mentioned it before on this podcast when we were covering regular seasons or even yeah. when we were covering the challenge cup we were like guys we like watching the spirit and sky blue we like do. when they play against, yeah. against the rest are so watching this uh, reading the announcement and then seeing how they broke down the pods you're like yeah, that makes sense. Of course, yeah, Chicago's going to play against Sky Blue. This is the good time pod. This is the good. This is the good. This is the good time gang pod. We're in a good pod, you guys. It's it's gonna it's it's going down. The vibes, yeah. the vibes are good, guys. Yeah. So, shout out to uh yeah, shout out to the Northeast pod. I love to be you know to the Northeast Midwest. Listen, I this week had someone tell me that someone considers the Dakotas to be in the Midwest. So I'm really reeling from a lot of information about what designates the Midwest at this point. So what? listen, are they from Texas? No, it was like something on the internet, which I, oh. you know, don't engage with the internet, but yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I thought, well, I don't know, man. The internet does know everything and nothing all at the same at time. At the same time. The Midwest <laughs> is the Midwest is Michigan, Ohio, uh, Indiana, Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin. Sorry, Louisville. And <laughs> controversially Pittsburgh yeah I don't know if I'm gonna no <laughs> the, de- the, the delegation from Chicago would like to put forward a motion to reject that I disagree the delegation from Ohio says that Pittsburgh's in oh no Ohio likes their Yinzers all right fair enough fair they enough. don't they don't like it they don't like that they're in the Midwest but they are but they count Mm-hmm. See, I would feel differently if they would buy in, man. You got to lean in. You got to be proud. You got to have that Midwest pride. No, but that's like that. I mean, like not to center this around like the the classical definitions of of the the NFL, but uh, if you're in the AFC North, baby, you're in the Midwest. Ooh, yeah, that's a good point. I actually didn't. Huh. If you consider Baltimore to also be Cleveland, which I do. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, we're getting into sports. yeah. Sorry, this is like we're going getting way into sports too far. Layers, yeah. Actually, we can actually really go off the rails here, guys. But I'm gonna pull us back, Claire. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna pull us back because the Chicago Red Stars podcast is the Southside Trap podcast. Yeah. But guys, you know what else was really exciting about this announcement? Selfishly, 
from my perspective, I was really excited to see all these games that are going to be on CBS, fam. According to this announcement, there's going to be an NWSL game every Saturday in September on big network CBS. Yeah. And that's huge. That's huge for the league, guys. It's the whole reason to do it. I mean, it's, I, in a way, obviously we're frustrated with the fact that we don't know when anybody is playing or where or who is on the team, but I understand when the league comes to you and says CBS offered us four weekend slots and we just had to say yes immediately. I'm like, yeah, do it. Yeah, it's fine. I get it. I understand. When, when college football ceases to exist for a year and CBS says, go for it, you got to go for it. You just do. It's exciting. I'm, um, it's very exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd all be a little bit of a liar if we weren't geeked out at the prospect of there being potential for some more soccer for NWSL to happen this year. In our previous pod, you know, we talked about the questions in terms of how and what that might look like, and now we're we're giving an announcement into what it's going to look like. Um, the schedule will again, probably be announced very, very soon, probably by the time you listen to this episode, because that's how things work in this world. Um, But it's very exciting. And naturally, there's some concern in light of a pandemic that we're all still very much going through and living in. Um, But the Challenge Cup provided a very special thing in a very special place. they really had a lot of success in all the guidelines and protocols that they followed, living life in the bubble in terms of uh, health in regards to combating something like COVID-19. And obviously that's going to look and feel a little bit differently in the fall series. Cause one yeah. of the things specified in this announcement was that the way these pods were set up was to, to try to help with travel, right, Claire? Right. Yeah, I think, um, and, and I, I wrote I wrote this a little bit um, for the Southside Trap Patreon uh, this week, which is equally, I, I feel equally inequipped to uh, say what is good and what is bad in terms of pandemic planning um, as I do to speak on the Black Lives Matter movement. I, I am not an expert on this, Um but I think that uh, if you have a league of professionals and this is their job and they're being paid to do this and the Pro- players association signed off on it, um, I think that I, I struggle to have a moral issue with the league wanting to continue to exist. I struggle with the moral issue of players being willing to take on that risk assessment. We're all doing risk assessments every day. Um, do I wish that the general federal response to this virus was better in this country? Absolutely. That would make the risk much lower. Um, but I, I think the, the thing that I said is that we haven't seen any evidence up to this point that this can't actually result in successful games. We also haven't seen anything that makes us think that we're probably not going to get some definitive positives in the NWSL, possibly. Um, 
you can act perfectly and still have some things infiltrate. Um, sometimes you have one person who makes a judgment call and, and things get a little bit uh, more vulnerable. Um, I'm not sure that the idea of travel is the biggest issue. I think the biggest issue is just bubble versus non-bubble. And we've all seen what the costs of bubble living are. And if people are willing to take the extra risk to be able to not have to facilitate just a very strict bubble structure, I get it. I understand. Um, I know that something that I'm looking forward to is um, watching teams potentially play each other and have familiarity with each other. For the rest of our specifically, they went through their Challenge Cup and they did something that I think they weren't expecting to do. They played all seven matches. They made it all the way to the final. And in doing so, they faced every single team that had participated within the Challenge Cup because there was uh, only nine teams with uh, Orlando having had to pull out due to some um, testing issues, right, around COVID-19. So it only was eight teams for Challenge Cup and the Red Stars and going through the entire Challenge Cup ended up playing every single team one time. So what I'm looking forward to potentially in this fall series is watching these teams get to play each other and maybe have a little bit of familiarity with each other. Because for Chicago's pod specifically, each of these teams played each other in some capacities. Chicago specifically played Sky Blue. They played Washington. Right. So they were able to already kind of get a game in <laughs> against these two teams and they're going to play them potentially a couple more times. Right. Just if we're talking about um, 18 matches, right. Over seven weeks. So uh, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing some m- like one V one matchups, you know, again, I looking on the opposition, oppositional side of stuff, like looking at a team like the spirit or looking at a team like, sky blue uh i'm curious as to how the red stars are gonna handle a player like ashley sanchez again you know i mean she was a player that came out in the the challenge cup and really really impressed a lot of people with her play on the pitch and for the red stars you know that was their first game back you know that was their first game back in return in returning to play uh in, in 2020 and it was uh like an all like it was a backline that was not necessarily familiar with each other quite yet. It was like that first game and the, the kickoff to the game was really, really emotional. There was all this stuff that was coming into play. So like looking at some of these potential matchups, I'm looking at it and I'm like, Hmm, like, how's that going to play out again? Like, how are we going to look at a player like Sanchez? How are we going to look at a player like, um, you know, some of their second year players, right. That are uh, getting more minutes under their belts as, as a team, like the spirit kind of continue to build their core, right. In a similar way that Chicago essentially built theirs through the draft. Right. And then kind of retaining their players and uh, kind of keeping that core in place for the most part. Um, so I'm looking forward to sort of seeing some of those one v one matchups. Is there anything in particular that you're gearing up for in this fall series, Claire? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a little bit hard to gauge still at this moment when we're not sure what Chicago's roster is. Um, I know a thing that we talked about a lot during the Challenge Cup was about 
exploring and evaluating Chicago's roster. Um, you know, I think maybe, and this is probably unfair, the thing I'm about to say, but, um, I mean, I know Rachel Hill is in Sweden, so that's part of it, but, um, you know, the big mantra for Chicago was this idea that offense comes with time. And so they've been afforded some more time to work on it. And I think that, you know, that's the thing probably still for Red Stars fans to keep an eye on. Um, I think that, you know, you're right. Like, I think the one-on-one matchups, I'm super excited to see what Sky Blue looks like this fall. I think that they're a great team and they theoretically maybe have Mallory Pugh or Carly Lloyd back. Like, I think that there'll be a whole kind of new monster um, in this series. And like, that's super exciting. Um, And then for Chicago, it is just this element of, okay, so like, what did you do well in the challenge cup and what can you do better? Um, And we'll just kind of have to see like the, but like the other thing though, too, is, is that we straight up just like, don't know is, this might turn into a further exercise in roster evaluation. Um, But maybe not, you know, it it all just depends on how people are feeling and and who's available and and whatnot. But um, yeah, I think that if, if the club was very adamant that things take time, here's some extra time. So let's see some things. Here's some extra time. Let's see some things you love to hear it and I love to wait for it <laughs> to see what's going to happen I mean honestly sooner rather than later because I don't know who needs to hear this but it's basically September now so that means that this fall series is going to be kicking off incredibly incredibly soon I would also like to just take this moment to publicly acknowledge and thank OL Rain for being a club that released a roster with news and names and gave us something to talk about from their club it was so nice to talk about that type of stuff I would have loved to have seen it from so many others um don't know why we haven't but who knows next week we might get some of that news right the sooner (laughs) the sooner and sooner and closer and closer the fall series approaches eventually some of that stuff has to eventually if there's anything that people know about us is that we would like to talk about the nwsl man we'd love to have something to talk about (sighs) hobbies include wishing i could speak about the nwsl factually um but can't do that (laughs) without, without the appropriate uh releases and announcements so um yeah that was cool to see from from ol rain and uh with they've been really good all year actually they've been really really on top of that all year 100 percent, good for them uh i am looking forward to hopefully getting some more of that type of stuff during this week since it's going to be september and technically that first game is going to be kicking off quite quite soon um so look out for that stuff over the course of this week guys you're going to be looking for a schedule with times, dates, right? Stuff like that. And probably uh, roster and announcements and shiftings of things like that. All that stuff probably comes into play uh, with those rules and formatting and regulations and stuff like that, that the league had mentioned that they were also going to be announcing at a later time. So I imagine uh, when a news drop does happen, it's going to be probably pretty big and probably in pretty informative, uh, quite the dump, right? So hopefully, 
sooner rather than later, we will hop on another pod for all of you and be able to react to some of that stuff because there's nothing we love more than being able to break down some Chicago Red Stars news, baby. Claire, how do the people continue to support us and find our work? <laughs> Uh, yeah i mean you know we took we took a little bit of time off but there are new nwsl games and we are here to talk nwsl um and we're going to be doing that at the Southside trap patreon uh there's going to be written content there's going to be audio content there's going to be a lot um i know for me i have some things that, that i definitely still feel like i would like to say uh through that through that medium um and and I am gonna do it. So uh yeah, that's the place that's the place to find us. Guys, if you want those takes, sorry, gonna have to gonna have to get behind that wall, take a look at him. Cause we got them. And they're gonna be on the Southside Chat Patron. Uh if you are able, because we know that it's a very difficult year for so many. Uh So if you have the means, if you are able, and if you wish to support us on the Patreon, there's a number of tiers in which you can do that. Please find one uh, that works best for you uh, based on the price point or the perks in which you value the most. And uh, come along and join us, guys. Uh, We are here for you. We're all about building this Patreon, building this community and uh, being a part of it and moving forward. We are loving uh, what we're growing here and we're loving that you're a part of it. So find one that works for you if you're able. But I do want you to know that if supporting financially is not something that you can do right now, I need you to know that you could still continue your support of Southside Trap Podcast, the podcast that helps you stay outside with the Chicago Red Stars. And you can do that by following us on all social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, Southside Trap Pod, with one letter P. And you can find us on streaming services like Anchor, Spotify, iTunes. So go ahead and find us. Give us a like, give us a rating, give us a review. That stuff helps us out tremendously whenever we are trying to produce Chicago Red Stars content for you all. So please, everybody, continue to be safe, be smart, wash your hands, wash your face, wash everything, wear your mask, register to vote, fill out your senses, and for the love of God, listen to the Black players when they speak to you and continue your support of Black Life. We will be back with you as soon as we can, folks. Everybody, take care.